0: Welcome to Mystery hey. Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir.
1: I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen oh, I can't say it. <laughs> this is a teen drama retrospective.
0: Yeah, we we watched this episode of Riverdale. We and... will
1: <laughs> recap this episode of Riverdale.
0: Uh, first though, I think let's I I'd like to put out a correction. I guess might be the proper way of saying it. So if you remember, uh back in the Halloween episode.
1: Last episode, which came out.
0: That wasn't the last episode. Was that not? No, no, oh. no, no. It was the Halloween one and then uh last week was oh it was the movie title? Uh Witness for the Prosecution. Witness oh, for the Prosecution. That's right. Yeah uh no that w- the, back in the halloween episode
1: when they uh, had to pick hor- horror stories
0: yeah back when we we mentioned that brett had uh we we couldn't remember what book it was and we ended up landing on the count of of Monte Cristo?
1: Oh, there's no we in this story. That was all you, sir.
0: You, uh, yes, but you agreed with me at some point.
1: No, I refused. <laughs> well, the point
0: the point is, we could not remember what what it was, and we and despite the fact that the Count of Monte Cristo is not a post story, we just no. moved on from there. I then uh, it bugged me so much that I actually went back and looked at it, and it's not the cast of Monte Cristo, Cristo. It's the cask of Mo- of Monteado, Monteado. I guess. It's too much.
1: It's unacceptable.
0: Which is a Poe story. The thing is that I know that's a Poe story. (laughs) And it is the Poe story where someone does get walled up, which was the entire thing. The thing is, I don't think of that story as the story where someone gets walled up. I think that's the story where Poe essentially just dunks on wine (laughs) for like (laughs) an hour. Hey,
1: guys. Here's the thing.
0: (laughs) Not wine. Sherry, I guess.
1: Sometimes when you're doing a podcast, your brain, it gets stuck in these endless (laughs) loops. And when your brain gets stuck in an endless loop in real life, like you're out with your friends, you're having lunch, and you're like, God, what was that post story? You know, the one that sounds like the Count of Monte Cristo. It
0: sounds so much like the Count of Monte Cristo.
1: When you're with your friends, you can look that up. When you're podcasting, that's bad content. Oh,
0: we could have looked that up.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> we, we are <laughs> a podcast that prides, on our, prides ourselves on never doing research.
0: Yeah, we decide. No, no, we do research. <laughs> that's my other <laughs> podcast where we never do research. Yeah, so yeah, it's the cask of Montiato, which makes more sense than than what we were trying to go for, and is a Poe story, and not just another story about revenge.
1: And a cask is a thing that wine comes in.
0: Yes, and Montiato is a type of sherry.
1: Gross. Yes,
0: i have heard in Montiato. Actually,
1: I like some sherries. Okay, this is also bad content. <laughs>
0: All right, well, uh, with that all out of the way, with all that uh, correction and housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's get into this episode of Riverdale because, boy, do we have things to say about it.
1: Because if you watch this episode, you know (laughs) this cannot be short. This can't – never in an hour – and we've spoken on this podcast before about how, like, you can't say that something that a character does is out of character because the creator makes the character. Yeah. Yeah. No. Every single <laughs> character in this show, yeah. with the exception of maybe Jughead, is acting out of the like prescribed range of normal actions this character would do and it's not reacting to things the way this character would, and is, their motivations it's make no sense.
0: Really what it comes down to, whenever you can say someone something is out of character, the few times you can is when you look at it, and you look at the character you've shown before, and you're just like, I cannot see how you have gotten to this with everything we've seen before, how this is... I cannot fit this facet of a person into the facet of the person you did before. It's it's the sort of being like, if you show someone as being constantly selfless, and then they suddenly do a selfish thing... But is all context but like
1: yeah but and it's not justified by your storytelling
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: for instance, in this episode, Archie is very smart and very practical <laughs> and has good plans
0: yeah, I do love how Archie is out of character by being just real competent
1: never has a man been more competent on the show with the exception Luke Perry Andrews yes. <laughs>
0: Well, come on, let's get into it. Because uh, this is Riverdale, Season 4, Episode 6, Hereditary. Hereditary. We begin with our Jughead voiceover as he talks about, I guess, how Dodger's crime works.
1: Which is essentially the Dodger takes the homeless and hungry kids and makes them not homeless and not hungry, but orphan pickpockets.
0: What what once again, who is not the artful Dodger? That's Fagin.
1: Question <laughs> Yeah. How who what are all these homeless kids? Because remember when it was a really, really, really big deal that Jughead was homeless in the first season? Yeah,
0: I didn't I it I The the thing is, like, yes, homeless youth is a problem in the world, in the real world. And
1: this is what gangs do. This is how they get them.
0: but it it was never... We never... You never got that feeling from Riverdale. And even if the idea of... I understand the idea of Riverdale is peeling away uh, the idealistic surface of a small town. But But, where did all these homeless (laughs) kids come from? Yeah, but this is not, like, peeling away the layers of a small town because we this is like
1: the show being like did you know this
0: is this is actually Chicago, New York, Vancouver, Toronto.
1: And like I have spent a lot of time actually in small towns. I've yeah. not lived in a lot of small towns, but I've spent a lot of time in American small towns where railroad and yeah. where you're not a, I was in several small towns where the yard operator guys yeah. would tell me Aaron you can only go to restaurants on Main Street. Do not go to any of the other restaurants because they are not safe for you.
0: Yeah, th- those are the local restaurants.
1: But like, that's not a su- su- surprise. Yeah, it, it was pretty obvious. I was like, hmm, yeah. Um.
0: Well, I mean, I and I always figured Riverdale, like this might be this might be real, just like inside my ballpark. Our fa- our not family, but me and you ballpark. Yeah. of like references. I always figured this was, like Penticton. Yeah. Yeah, like a Penticton. Surrey, there's like not a new market. No,
1: it's like a little bit – we're talking about Canadian small I, cities. Because I
0: can't can make references to small cities in America because I don't know small cities in America. And,
1: like, Surrey is not the nicest suburb. It, it has some nice areas. But there's also, like, you know a lot of people are driving out into the bush and doing, like <laughs> – yeah, it, Like a hallucinogen. There,
0: there, there is a distinct lack of people in this small town actually going out doing things in the area just outside the small town, which is always very big in small towns. Everyone here does something inside the small town, which makes me wonder if Riverdale is not supposed to, it's not a lot bigger than they keep on implying it is.
1: Like, I don't know, you'd always drive out to your friend's house on their acreage we did, in we and did, like We
0: didn't mention in the first episode that definitely Veronica's area of town was completely different from everyone else's. Anyway, so Jughead uh, describes how Dodgers things work, and as it's going on, we see kids, like, you know, they got they got a tire iron for reasons, because what they actually do is use a jimmy bar to, not a jimmy bar, a, um...
1: One of those things that pops the lock on yeah, old car. Yeah, I know the
0: name, I can't remember the name of them. Um, Anyway, they pop the lock on the car.
1: And they get, get into it and they're going to steal it. But then, oh God!
0: One, the one kid runs because I guess he saw something, and, and then, <laughs>
1: something he saw was the fact that Archie has learned how to
0: teleport. Archie, Archie has Batmaned himself into the passenger seat of that car.
1: And he locks the kid to the steering
0: wheel. Yeah, he's got handcuffs. From he just, I guess he stole them from FP. I
1: think just, FP gave them to him. Yeah. FP surely knows what Archie is doing.
0: No, I think FP's just Commissioner Gordoning.
1: <laughs> anyway, Archie runs off, leaving this boy in the car.
0: And then, Ar- then what he actually does is circle the block, take off all his. Like all his
1: mask and hoodie.
0: And put on his...
1: Archie Andrews clothes. Like, he
0: full changes his entire... Think, I think he changes pants.
1: I think he changes his walk, too. Yeah. And he strolls all up and he's like, oh my god! What
0: happened? What's oh, you going?
1: poor kid! Oh,
0: crazy! Uh, and he calls FP, and then you have a meeting between FP and Archie and Molly Ringwald Andrews.
1: Who I guess is a social worker in addition to being a lawyer?
0: And then that means that he gets a job at Pops.
1: And he's welcome to the family. And it's implied that Archie has done this, like,
0: many times. Which, I will say, makes Archie a better Batman than Batman. Batman would just beat those people up and be like, now don't do crime again. And then fly off.
1: Where Archie is like, let me help support the infrastructure that will make you be able to make... Different choices in the future that will lead you to a better future.
0: I'm glad that Veronica has decided from that one time where Seal Killer almost killed her. Maybe we should hire some people at the upstairs place because I only ever hire people for, for Le bon the secret speakeasy.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Dodger, of course, is angered by this.
1: He stands outside of Archie's.
0: Well, not Archie's work. He stands outside of Pop Tate's and he glowers. Meanwhile, beginning a new storyline, Jughead has his own problems.
1: And akin to Archie Andrews' problems in season one, Jughead has writer's block.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Archie had stage fright. <laughs> Jughead, isn't, Jughead isn't afraid to write.
1: There, I just meant there's similar levels of problems. I
0: guess. So Jughead escalates in a more reasonable way than Archie's <laughs> does. So, yeah, he's... Yeah, this is pretty much the entire thing is him being, I have writer's block, and Betty being like, I'm your girlfriend, and that was... Pretty much the extent of that scene.
1: She's like, You need inspiration. He's like, I need science. And she's like, (laughs) Okay, fine.
0: Yeah, this is all set up for his storyline. But let's set up another storyline.
1: Cheryl Blossom has a nightmare where all of her dead relatives come back and they also bring the creepy (laughs) doll. (laughs) Except for
0: Penelope, who is not dead but is gone.
1: Maybe also Nana
0: Rose is there.
1: Also not dead. Also not dead. But also But
0: is standing in this Well, she can stand now. She you she's she predominantly uses a wheelchair because I yeah I guess I guess she she is just the wheelchair because she's old and she's no longer being poisoned. and you though. can't you can't walk yeah um you can't walk for a long time you don't need a wheelchair just because you can never walk do you need a wheelchair because you only walk for sh- for short spurts and apparently part of those short spurts is to frighten a young girl in a nightmare of course
1: Cheryl awakens Tony is right next to her. Also, the Julian doll is there.
0: <laughs> also, the Julian doll is there. Uh, there, there. it is important to mention that her family does say that Julian he wants a body. Accurate. Alright, fair, fine enough. Uh
1: Oh no, Kevin. Reggie and Archie come into the gym, and Dodger destroyed it all night all <laughs> night. Yeah,
0: he he, re- he really overturned some things but didn't break anything. <laughs>
1: Things are very messy and there's papers everywhere. You really
0: took a trash can, turned it upside down, and then pretty much like, yeah, they'll never recover from this.
1: How awful am I? Yeah, I guess that
0: place has no windows. I, mean, I think they're all high windows, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, we'll point this out now. Monroe is not in this episode. No. And then later Reggie is like, when is he coming back?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess. He's
1: gone on a trip?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Reggie will be taking the role of Monroe for this episode, and that being the guy who keeps asking Archie what's going on. And telling him, Archie, Dodger's here again. (laughs) He asks Archie what's going on, then he tells him what's going on.
1: Archie calls FP, and FP's like, huh, a lot of things were really overturned in here, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a guy named Dodger. I don't know if you realize this, Sheriff of the Town. You have a gang.
1: (laughs) And when I say a gang... I mean
0: a bad gang.
1: (laughs) Not your volunteer gang you used
0: to be in. (laughs) Yeah, you know how you guys were not really a gang this is a real gang this is an actual gang because you because you think that maybe FB would be like oh gangs do what gangs do but no this is a bad gang
1: and he's like hmm I'll add Sketch Alley to Sketch Alley to my nightly patrols really you weren't doing that already it's called Sketch Alley you you didn't
0: you didn't patrol the place with the worst name (laughs) it's not it's not where is that where people go to like do architecture design
1: no, I mean maybe though. Maybe it's called Sketch Alley
0: because people used to go there to sketch. <laughs> yeah, but but now it's just a sketchy alley. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> now let's check in to see what Betty's doing for well, another storyline.
1: <laughs> she's also patrolling. She has spent all week watching everything Charles does.
0: And it turns out everything Charles does is go to work, eat at. Did her, house, At or her house or pops or pops, <laughs> um, and then go to the gym for 90 minutes and then go home <laughs> and kevin is there and he's like i gotta be honest this just sort of sounds like like a lonely guy who probably wants his family
1: <laughs> he's like mm, he's just a sad gay guy like me
0: oh yeah it turns out he is gay
1: yes very clearly yeah they are, have decided
0: yeah oh they've decided a lot of things off screen that were not made of <laughs> made aware of to the audience <sighs> so she puts out a very average life, and the camera's like, yeah, it's an average life. But then Betty realizes something about this average life, I guess.
1: She doesn't tell us yet, but no. we'll see.
0: We'll, we'll see. <sighs> so <laughs> There's going to be a lot of sighing this episode.
1: All the lodges got out of jail last episode, as we know.
0: Yep. And so, so all they a- <laughs> the lodges
1: are having a family meeting in Veronica's house.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like to point out that Hiram has taken a seat at the head of the table. I like to imagine he came, like, rushing in, like, you're not much at the front of the table. He pushed
1: past Veronica. Yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> Veronica was already at the head of the table, and he, like, moved her chair.
0: <laughs> I sit at the lead of the table. But you know who else is there? Well, it's our newfound lodge Mini Lodge. Her name. <laughs> is Hermosa. Hermosa. which means that Hiram named, <laughs> Hiram's name being Hiram and his wife's name being Hermione named his secret love
1: child, secret love child
0: Hermosa and then Veronica Veronica, which feels incredibly insulting. That seems extremely <laughs> pointed. <laughs> <laughs> like at birth, it's just like ah, uh, you will not have the H trend that I began with this girl who's clearly older than you. Clearly, I began it. And I was like, I can't think of another H woman's name. At least, not one that's Spanish. I'll pick Veron. I'll pick Veronica. That's so Spanish.
1: <laughs> so we find out that Hiram's first passion.
0: Well, it's it's building a a a, a prison, right? No. Oh, is it bullying children? Well, sort of, is but it, no. Is it buying up real estate?
1: No. You turned- think we
0: would, have, we would have heard about this passion then, right?
1: Well, Kevin, for decades, for generations, you know, like they told us in that flashback episode. Yeah. The Lodges have been into rum.
0: When? When when did they tell us that? When was that made clear to us? Why why are they why are they slowly making this family so racist?
1: So when Hiram was a small town criminal who bought pearls for his girlfriend, he decided to move away south.
0: Is wait? Are, are you, you to Miami? And you, this is just you making conjectures, of course.
1: No, he moved to Miami and he opened many <laughs> clubs,
0: which may be called the Rum Outpost. No, no, no. He's making a Rum Outpost. in. He's making Riverdale into a Rum Outpost.
1: He has many Rum Clubs in Miami they, that are run by his daughter. They,
0: they never make it clear that he actually moved out to Miami at some point. This is all stuff that we have to assume based on... Things people say. Yeah, we're we're saying this like it was described to us. It was not. This is the only way that this can work.
1: So,
0: uh, wants Jr. Yeah, now they want to start start just a rum outpost up here in the Pacific Northeast.
1: And also, Hermosa can help Veronica out with her secret speakeasy, which she owns? (laughs) I don't know. But no, Veronica does not need that help, for she has hired her mother as a hostess, which is the lowest, the lowliest (laughs) of serving jobs. Also
0: feels crazy insulting to her mom. Her mom worked at Pops. Her mom (laughs) might own the secret speakeasy. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then Veronica kicks out Hiram and Hermosa because they bad.
0: Yeah, all right. Let's pick up with Jughead. So Jughead has uh, apparently in in well, well between his in between his writer's block, I suppose, well on his way into madness. <laughs> has,
1: he has decided that the solution is science.
0: So he started dissecting the Baxter Brothers books. You know, figuring out how uh, how those those ghost writers wrote their parts and how, like, trying to get a real like like literature aspect and to these things you know what
1: this literary analysis this breaking down of the style is actually super useful yeah. it's definitely something you do in high end writing classes especially
0: if you are going to be ghostwriting someone else's style is figuring out the things that and try to replicate as much as possible yeah now as he says which is true it's impossible to a hundred percent replicate someone's writing style the ghost own style does tend to push up every so often
1: and he talks about this a little bit yeah.
0: I mean actually I mean yeah Betty brings it up as like oh yeah yeah this whole agreement thing yeah um but he's discovered something. The first book, The Secret of the Windmill. Secret of the Old Windmill?
1: The Secret of the Old Windmill. The
0: Secret of the Old Windmill was Is- written completely different from every other one.
1: But Kevin, DuPont wrote the first five books.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which allowed him to somehow make a full series. He could hire ghostwriters for a five books. That's a cr- Those are crazy popular five books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, he said he wrote them. But however, the first one was completely different from the second. Not only in writing style, apparently the first one had like scathing political commentary. And summer jobs and, and, and war and war <laughs> <I'm> like what
1: <laughs> i mean to be fair the first book in the babysitters club series is very different than the rest of them
0: <laughs> yeah well probably because before they didn't realize it was going to become a a uh a, what, what do they call it a a, con, not a conveyor line a factory style book Yeah,
1: she wrote planned i think to write six and was like oh this is taking off <laughs>
0: Yeah, so apparently the first one is a lot more grounded versus the other Hardy Boys, I mean, Baxter Brothers books.
1: So he's like, I have a thought. You know how DuPont was obsessed with my grandfather? <laughs> Maybe it's because my grandfather wrote the first book. He
0: did write, don't let them take anything from you from the Baxter Brothers books, and kept sending me Baxter Brothers books. <laughs> really, if, if that, I, I would say this does seem like a crazy big leap. However... If if your if your grandfather was like you know he's a fan of mystery writing maybe he would and he was somehow like silenced in this way yeah. from what we're about to find out maybe he all he could think of doing is like I will send secret messages to my grandson hoping that hoping that he will discover the secret and bring it to light which I am so into this national treasure nonsense <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what FP senior doesn't have a lot to do. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I think he's I th- not raising his family.
0: Well, I think I think the first FP, or uh, first, you know, uh, fourth sight, essentially figured out that like my son hates me. <laughs> Maybe I could get my grandson though. <laughs>
1: I'll hang my hopes on that jughead boy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he, he seems he seems cool. So I'll start sending him those books. <laughs> but Betty uh, thinks that he's jumping to conclusions. Something that she would never do. Anyway, she has her own thing.
1: Betty goes to visit someone in jail. That someone is Chick.
0: Oh, yeah. Who is the
1: only character we have left in
0: jail, so. (laughs) I guess. So, here's some stuff that I guess was clarified off screen that maybe, I guess, we were supposed to just make assumptions about. Remember Chick's backstory where he said, I used to live with Charles, but then I killed him. That was what I did. I murdered him. That's why they saw me throwing out uh, A a body and blood. Um... No, apparently at some point it was clarified that Charles, that was Charles. Yeah, it was not
1: a different Charles. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, it was just another Charles Smith. Such a common, or such an uncommon name. No one is called Charles Smith.
1: It turns out it was our Charles, and we were supposed to believe that they had actually known each other all along. So
0: apparently, they did used to li- live like live together, and and one. And then she brings up the whole thing. where was like, oh, you know, there's a uh, the owner of it said that she saw bloody sheets. Where where did that come from? Like you didn't ask him this beforehand. You thought he murdered Charles. This has never come up before. Like, Hey, Charles, I thought you were killed by Chick. Can you explain that? Can to you me? explain? What actually happened? But no, apparently, if they're not off, sc- if they're not on screen, they don't talk to each other.
1: Well, we know characters disappear when they walk off screen. Then
0: how is this information transmitted to Betty, Aaron? How is that possible?
1: I don't know. So it turns out that Charles and Chick were doing jingle jingle. Yeah,
0: that's apparently been popular for a while. <laughs> for
1: twenty-five years. Nope, they're thirty-five. For fifth. 50- Twenty years since they were fifteen. Maybe I don't know the timeline. But then, how did Chick still live in the hostel when he's thirty? How is Chick the same age as Charles? How is
0: Chick an FBI agent if he was this apparently a like this like down and out drug and addict? Did this
1: just happen? <laughs> I am because Chick was still living in the hostel yeah, when thought, Benny found him. I
0: thought this was like a very recent thing. So how? How? What anyway, apparently at one point a they like they brought they brought a third person home. they or also sex? Da- they're also dating by the way. they didn't yeah. just live together as like roomies they, they were bonin um, so drug Bonin did to they be specific?
1: Bring home someone else to sex with? I
0: presume because I mean sure, why not?
1: But Charles um, Charles had too much jingle jangle.
0: yeah, and then he a darkness overtook him and he <laughs> stabbed him with scissors and then, then Betty's like, why should I trust you?
1: Chick can give no reason.
0: <laughs> just says, why would I lie? I'm like I don't know. Apparently, you lied before <laughs> when when you were when like when he was chained up in the basement. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, when you were in much more extreme situations.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can think of a lot of reasons why you would lie. <sighs> we will return to that, but hey, let's go up to thistle sprigs yes.
1: in the second mansion. Sh- Something is clarified for us. Cheryl, we thought, has not been going to school. No, she has not.
0: She, As Tony says, Cheryl, you got to go to school. You've been missing a lot of it. And I'm like, oh, she still goes to school. Cool.
1: But no, she cannot go. She must sit on the couch and read a book because she can't leave Nana Rose with the twins because they're all <laughs> no, invalids. No no. No, no, no. She can't leave Nana Rose with Julian. Because that doll might do a murder.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that is what she's concerned about is the doll.
1: She is not concerned about an invalid grandmother taking care of two very traumatized twins <laughs> who should really go back to their grandmother.
0: Yeah. Why isn't Alice dealt with? Why is it Alice doing this? You you are a much less. I mean, I, I presume because at, she did at one point, and then Cheryl went no. That's you true. Cheryl probably shut her out of the house. <laughs> you shall never take these children. You
1: <laughs> shall not pass Balrog. I mean Alice.
0: <laughs> Me, a teenager, and my teenage girlfriend and my invalid great aunt <laughs> and <laughs> and we shall take care of these two babies in our mansion. That is also a devil portal. Our where ba- <laughs> my chorus brothers it's in the basement.
1: Alice, the power turns off at nighttime, and that's how you know it's a good house.
0: <laughs> but Tony does her all, Cheryl. Go put on some clothes and go to school. Remember when these two had a gang? What's that gang doing these days?
1: We can't ask these questions, for Cheryl's not asking them. She is too busy putting the doll in a circle
0: of salt. I will remind you that Sabrina is canonical in this world.
1: She has trapped that doll like the demon well, it is.
0: Maybe not canonical, but... Uh, they Roberto, exist R- in the same world. Roberto has... Uh, yeah, 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 I guess, yeah, because, bo- because the Ben Button did appear in that one. So yeah, they are canonical. Yep. Cool. Let's head back to Ch- Betty. Betty? <laughs> what just happened there? I almost said Charles, and then I said Betty. We just head back to both Betty and Charles. Where
1: Betty's like, hey... Chick said you murdered a boy. What do you have to say to that? He's
0: like, you went to talk to a criminal? About me? How? How? What?
1: Betty, I did not murder a boy. Oh, well, do you have a polygraph?
0: (laughs) Uh, Did you know that those actually aren't... Okay, you know what? Yeah, let's do a polygraph.
1: (laughs) At this point, Betty's behavior was so not Betty that I thought she was putting on a show for someone.
0: I thought she was... I, I thought there was something going on there, but no, she's just...
1: And the thing is, I think I've said this on the podcast before, it is reasonable, completely reasonable, that Betty would not trust Charles. Yeah. Because every new person she meets does, in fact, turn out to be a serial killer. <laughs> but why would she trust Chick? Yes. <laughs> and I would be cool with them doing a nuanced thing where she's like, i really like to let my brother into my life, but also my dad. Murderer.
0: But they're, but, but they're my not- <laughs>
1: brother. The last time I met him, not my brother. Also murderer. But they're not doing that. They're,
0: they're not doing a nuanced taste. They're taking a uh, taking a sledgehammer and being like serial killers.
1: And Betty Lily Reinhardt, best actor on the show. They are giving her nothing. nothing.
0: They're giving her nothing to work with. Nothing to put that sweet nuance in.
1: And so she's just decided to throw herself face first into the crazy.
0: Speaking of face-first into the crazy, uh, Archie has some talk with the boys now, about...
1: These are the two boys that he thought... I thought he gave new lives to.
0: I think he, I, I think he did as well. I think he's essentially using These are them like as, his ins? Yeah, these are now his ins. So, he's trying to figure out, hey, boys who are about four years younger than me...
1: <laughs> Why are you guys making dumb choices? Why do you keep working with Dodger?
0: Well... Turns out, Dodger pays the kids in arcade coins and free pizza. At this point, I realized that Roberto had watched the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> and this is the Foot Clan <laughs> where where Shredder has convinced a lot of punk youths to to be a part of his ninja gang by giving them free arcade and pizza. <laughs>
1: And Archie reacts to this the way you would expect reasonably by squinting at them and being like, seriously, you just want free arcade games and pizza.
0: (laughs) Hold on. Is Dodger Shredder? Well, we can't say one thing or another. All I can say is we're going to get that rat.
1: He's like, hmm. Hey, friends. The kids are joining the game because of arcade games and pizza. Do you know where I can find arcade games?
0: And, of course, Veronica's like, yeah, I can probably get some arcade games for you.
1: And then she goes, the problem about your gym is even though you made a very public press conference about it with a lot of media buzz, no one knows about it.
0: (laughs) Well, none of the teens know about it. All they care about is
1: Twitter. And so... Despite and despite the fact that he also had a second press conference when all the football boys became big brothers also and had big a, sisters, he also had a
0: Halloween party.
1: Anyway, Betty says she'll write about it in the Blue and Gold, and I guess that will
0: solve everything. But only tell the people who go to Riverdale High, the good school.
1: And Alice has already been there, hasn't she?
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs>
1: but this is interrupted. Cheryl Blossom is called to the principal's office where she does not meet with Mr. Honey. She meets with the school secretary.
0: Yeah. Where she learns that, that uh, Degwood was rushed to the hospital because apparently he'd swallowed a ping pong ball. And, and they <laughs> solved it. The tracheotomy. Man, that 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 baby really got that ping pong ball down there if they had to go immediately to a tracheotomy.
1: I am currently... <laughs> working on the pediatric respirology cases for the med school. Yeah. And I'm going to ask my unit chair at work if that's an appropriate medical intervention for swallowing a ping pong ball. The
0: well, yeah, only I think of is that that, that that ball had to been really, really stuck down there. So the only
1: thing they could do is cut his throat open.
0: And remove it manually, which once again seems... It's it, it 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 feels like that they that the writers of this were just like ah oh, well we better make it very very important like very oh we better say that the, the kid actually had to, had to have surgery. <sighs> so Cheryl will go see that, but first she's got to check something out.
1: But first. Veronica is no longer at school because I guess it takes Cheryl three hours to get home.
0: Uh, who who knows what time is, what time means, what the passage of anything means. Well, Cheryl also may maybe just stop for food. She's not a very good caretaker.
1: Cheryl, I mean, no, Veronica uh, is training her mom on how to be a hostess. And her mom, despite working as a waitress for <laughs> a serious amount of time. And also and-
0: running a mafia. <laughs>
1: Is overwhelmed by what Veronica tells her.
0: It's fine, she's slightly confused. She seems like, okay, yeah. It seems they're trying to play her up as the um as like, you know, the socialite who has to enter the workforce, which is not what she was. That was that was like first season and she got a handle on it. Yeah, she was fine. She she can do this. Why are you making it seem like she's so inept? But what's really important in this scene is
1: that Veronica says that you should never put anyone in booth eleven, because that booth sucks. It is for enemies only
0: yeah, I'm just gonna spoil it spoil the um the outcome of that sweet setup uh she sends her father and hermosa uh, over to that booth and that is about the last we hear of it so <laughs> sweet setup let's head uh <laughs> let's head over to Thistle, <laughs> yeah, secret yeah because it took Cheryl three hours after she stopped for milkshakes.
1: So she storms into the chapel and there is the corpse sitting with the doll on his lap.
0: And she's like, oh, I knew this was where you would go. Oh, you, you doll and corpse. Uh, my life is totally normal. My girlfriend should not break up with me.
1: Oh, no, a noise upstairs. <laughs> but I can see the doll and the corpse. What could possibly be making noise <laughs> what could upstairs? What possibly be
0: the other noise? Maybe my girlfriend could go from school because I stopped for milkshakes. And she storms <laughs> upstairs. Even eat her home. She's already making dinner. <laughs> Tony's just in the kitchen cooking. Cheryl, did you did you stop to uh, pick Degwood up from the hospital? <laughs> I went for milkshakes first. Then I'll go to the hospital. No one's with the baby.
1: <laughs> the baby's in the hospital. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Probably more fine than it is there. No, who's up there? But some characters who we may have seen briefly, but not these actors.
1: They are redheaded characters, which means you know they're blossoms. It's
0: Aunt Cricket, Uncle Bedford, and a boy. A cousin. <laughs> and a cousin. And Cheryl faints. Because sure. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick uh, glance at this lie detector test that Betty wants to have taken.
1: And Charles seems to tell lots of truths. He explains that he came home one day. Yeah. And he found the dead man in the bed.
0: Because it was he was he was a trick of chicks, which we do know the chick is a prostitute was, and a, was, a, boy. was a prostitute I guess
1: but then you could
0: still be a prostitute in jail I guess huh, yeah
1: He acted on his instincts
0: <laughs> My instincts took over and I did the thing for breaking bad
1: He destroyed that body with lie. he got rid of those sheets. he took care of everything but
0: what and then and then then he suddenly and then he it's like then that was done with me and chick i left which i guess we know is true cuz what the what the um landlady said was owner, she never saw charles was she again she never saw charles again after that moment but but she also said that chick was the one who threw out the bloody sheet. so S-
1: so, is Charles the most junior FBI agent who has ever FBI'd? I thought... I, he I, seems very senior. He seems very
0: senior, considering they let him set up a field office in Riverdale and run, like, FBI courses. And, yeah. But, like, either... So, either he's... Either he is junior FBI, or he has kept from the FBI being addicted to heroin and all... And, and living, and living with the, in a hostel with, with a prostitute. Hostile, like... Th- those things don't. I mean, don't that is possible. It is definitely possible. But those things don't don't feel like well, they line and up. And he says
1: that he met Chuck Chick when he was at his lowest of his low, his darkest point when he was so sad. When I just
0: got that big promotion at the FBI, I need to know if he was an FBI guy then met Chick, or if he was Chick then met and became FBI. Just one of those makes a little bit more sense than the other. And
1: every timeline on the show is so broken. These are thirty-five-year-old men.
0: Check. <laughs> we are sh- This timeline is shattering, shattering before us.
1: Anyway, Betty asks if he's keeping anything from do you, them.
0: Do you have any other secrets? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, every- you you have not known him. You've that only known long. him for, for like what six months. One of his
1: secrets could be. I'm allergic to peanuts. <laughs> I have a shellfish allergy.
0: But no, what he says her is, I am a recovering drug addict, and yes. I t- and I take <laughs> and I have I take recovery. I, or I go to like uh, narcotics, drug, anonymous. Nar- narcotics anonymous. Narcotics yeah. anonymous at the gym. Yeah. And Betty acts like what you are I'm like. Betty, did Betty, you not
1: extrapolate you- <laughs> that from the story <laughs> did,
0: did he she- just told you? Like I understand that this would be new information if you brought it up out of the blue, but you believe Chick about the murder. But not about the fact that they were doing drugs.
1: Oh, Betty. Betty, you're...
0: Remember me- <laughs> when you
1: were the hero of the show?
0: Remember when you could take, like, very obvious... Like, even even if it's just a confirmation of, of something, like... Yeah, maybe you don't want to jump to conclusions. Maybe you want to confirm. But she acts like, oh my god, I never even considered this could be a thing.
1: Oh, Betty. Oh, Betty. <sighs> Hiram goes to visit Archie at the gym in a completely different TV show.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much he offers his condolences, offers some money, and Archie (laughs) goes, No, we've done this before, no!
1: Hiram, I learned (laughs) not to join the mafia.
0: (laughs) Hiram, I learned that you're a bad guy, something that Veronica seems very hard to understand, but I know that you're not good, so no. Good day, sir. Cheryl
1: Blossom thinks that she had a dream about her aunt and uncle coming to visit, but it's not a dream. They're there. No, Erin, she,
0: she did not have a dream. She had a phasmag- phantasmagorium. I... I
1: refuse to <laughs> accept that that was her line of dialogue.
0: I, I thought I hated how Veronica talks. I despise how Cheryl talks. Her parents did not talk that way. How did this child pick up the... What, what made... This be her lingo. If you are going to give someone an interesting way of talking, I want to feel like I understand why they're saying that. She calls FP the constable.
1: I mean, Cheryl does spend all of her time with her invalid grandmother, <laughs> who is markedly insane. But but I feel like her grandmother still calls FP the sheriff. <laughs> <sighs> she I, does say the hunt is on at one point,
0: though. I feel like I feel like Cheryl just read a thesaurus and was like, "This is a book." <laughs> This is not a reference piece. This is something for me to learn from. A constable, Aaron. She calls. Sher- she calls Sheriff Jones a constable.
1: Maybe Cheryl just. She's seem- not British. Maybe she doesn't know exactly who you get a search warrant from. So she's like, if I say something that's completely wrong, no one can judge me.
0: <laughs> if I seem like an idiot, they can't. They won't get mad at me.
1: So this family. It turns out that the Blossoms still own their maple syrup business.
0: I mean, it was just a front for heroin, so.
1: And Oh no, it wasn't a
0: front for heroin. It was a front for Jingle Jangle.
1: Shockingly, this Was it Jingle Jangle? Front was it No, one? it was the first one, which was
0: It was those Pixie Sticks.
1: Jingle Jangle was the Pixie Sticks and then and it that became was Pixie Sticks.
0: It was it went from um, Pixie Sticks to uh, uh Pop Rocks.
1: What was it when it was Pop Rocks?
0: I cannot remember. for the life of me, all I remember is Jingle Jangle.
1: <laughs> anyway, they want to sell the maple business because it turns out the scam front business for heroin is not doing so
0: well. Of, they're hemorrhaging money. Uh, so they want to sell the business. At which point Tony turns to Cheryl and says, Ch- Cheryl, you hate this house. If we sell it, maybe we can
1: A house is not like, a Like Hold on a
0: second. <laughs> Where was that in the conversation?
1: Although it does seem that all of the Blossoms' houses are on their land, and it turns out you cannot sell the business without selling their homes? Which
0: does not seem accurate. I feel like you can keep your home if you sell your business. <laughs> like, that does not... Or, or... Or or the Blossoms are the worst business people ever and did not, like like diversify their their holdings
1: or this uncle is just trying to punish Cheryl for her craziness which is possible, because they would like to, the aunt and uncle would like to go downstairs to visit the ancestors, as they do any time they come to th- yes.
0: th- Thorn home. Yeah, these, these, I, remember we said these are vampires? I don't know, I, I still think they might be vampires, or druids, like. They uh, need to commune with the ancestors. But, but Cheryl freaks out so hard that not only is she like, no, you can't go to the chapel, she's like, no, I'm not gonna sign those forms I agree to anymore either. Normal. She is so bad at keeping a secret. Like, if...
1: It's frankly <laughs> astonishing that not every single person she's met has not assumed that she has a corpse of her brother in the
0: basement. Yeah. It's she's like, hey, can we, hey, can I go into that room? No, you can't go into that room. And you know what? You can't have that water any either. <laughs> okay, you're definitely keeping something secret in there. No, I'm not. How dare you? Get out of my house. I'm totally innocent.
1: <sighs> Cheryl... Are we supposed to think she's going steadily insane? like, do we want her to get psychiatric help? Or is this just cute and quirky?
0: I I don't know where we're supposed to fall on the storyline. Once again, the problem I have is that I keep thinking of Sabrina. And I keep thinking of this as being a lead up to a crossover with Sabrina. That Roberto has repeatedly said he wants to do. So I don't know if this is actually magic.
1: I mean, maybe if they just interacted with actual other humans.
0: <laughs> there was, uh, Yeah, maybe. Well, hey, do you know who's interacting with other humans? Quote, unquote, interacting.
1: I hate everything about this scene.
0: Hi- Hiram, quote, unquote, seduces Hermione. Mostly just by breaking into her house and then just taking off his clothes.
1: I... Hate this. I hate this. Sexy rape is not sexy. It is still him forcing himself upon his wife, ex wife, even yeah. though she repeatedly says no. It is not sexy. It is not a hot scene, and I'm very upset.
0: And just because eventually she goes, okay, that doesn't make the entire sequence leading up to it any better.
1: She divorced him and kicked him out of her
0: house. Yes.
1: She has expressly said that she wants nothing to do with him, and he is. Dead to her,
0: so I, I guess we're supposed to see this as ah yes, but now he, now he's in front of her. She's falling back into her old ways. I'm like, but her old ways was her trying to kill him. Yep, <laughs> like I, I never got the I never got the impression that she was like subsumed by his lust. Like that was never the idea. The only reason like she like didn't set up to him is because she's like oh yes, business. Yeah. Reasons seem makes it seem like we should stay together. Like he will keep me safe. Yeah, but now that's not a thing anymore. It was this was never the set of the oh whatever, who cares. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this week, what made you happy?
1: What made me happy? Um, I had a super fun night on Thursday. Mom and I went to Art Market, which is like an artesian craft sale Christmas market in Calgary. Very fun. And then we went to go see a world premiere Sherlock Holmes show at Vertigo Theater. Also very fun. And there was snacks. It was surprisingly funny for a play about Watson getting over the death of his wife. Nice. But uh, after that, my dear friend Claire, who some longtime listeners may remember hearing in the background of one of our episodes, uh, was the assistant stage manager on the show. So I ended up hanging out afterwards, going up to the green room, hanging out with the cast, meeting the artistic director of Vertigo Theater. It was a good fun night, then I was out until after midnight. <laughs> <sighs> Kevin, what made you happy this week?
0: Um, I didn't have a lot of... Uh... Uh time to do things this week. I um obviously I started a new job this week, so I didn't you know I didn't have a lot of that but I I'll say that the thing that made me happy this week is that my job doesn't suck.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I like I did I did four days of work at the job and I like it. I'm gonna say that makes me happy that I'm not <laughs> stuck in a terrible job, so you which did. not everybody has the opportunity of, so very yeah. lucky.
1: Yes. And you didn't have to touch a single animal's butt. So Jughead does some intense re- research over at Stonewall Prep. He's reading the old literary magazines. He found a, a short story that his grandfather wrote, but it was ripped out. <sighs> he reveals this information to Betty, and she goes, "Hmm,
0: where did where, where, where did your uh, where'd your grandfather go after Stonewall?"
1: Riverdale High.
0: So I guess he at that point he still was not on or, the bad side of town.
1: He had not moved to the south yet.
0: So I guess. I guess his grandfather's, like, his grandfather's um, parents were still on the, quote-unquote, good side of town. I guess so. I guess what we're about to find out might explain why the grandfather did hit rock bottom. Um, But, so at this point, that's the only thing I can assume. Because his grandfather did not exist on his own. He still had A a family around him. So maybe, maybe at the river at Riverdale there was a, so might be in some of the literature magazine that they used to have. Time for research. The arcade machines have arrived, but at- there's
1: not that many kids there at the gym yet. Even though <laughs> there's arcade
0: machines, well, that's because at Dodgers they still get free pizza. No, I will, I will. I do think we just got this. Problem. These are uh, homeless kids, so getting free food is pretty big for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and so Veronica's like, uh oh, fine, free Pop Tates. <laughs>
0: We'll get free food. Uh, like, yeah. One, once again, them being, hey, you get they free food homeless. here. They are homeless kids, apparently. I mean, apparently, I guess there's no, there's one social worker in this town, and she drifts in and out of our, of our plane of existence.
1: Maybe sometimes she's in Riverdale. Maybe sometimes she's in Greendale. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Cheryl decides it's time to.
1: Get rid of that doll.
0: Well, and I saw like a bucket of liquid next to her. I'm like, oh, is that like acid? <laughs> no, nah, it's just water.
1: No, she just rounds it.
0: <laughs> and Tony gives her a look, like, really, Cheryl? Really, really?
1: Are we supposed to be concerned about Cheryl?
0: I am very concerned about Tony.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like the the thing is that the doll is doing weird things. So the only way thing we we'll have to go with. Is that, like, is Cheryl going mad? I mean, Cheryl's always been mad.
1: But is she very mad?
0: Has she gone from Mad Hatter Mad to, like, come on, see a therapist? Hmm.
1: I'm now very confused by the passage of time. Okay. Because Hiram seduced Hermione in the middle of the night. She yes. went out for a glass of water, and there he was taking his shirt off.
0: <laughs> yeah, Yep. Yeah.
1: Then... The literary magazine thing happened. Then there's another evening full of arcade games. I think that's during
0: during the day.
1: Lunchtime Pop-Tates. Huh? Well, then Hermione, or Veronica, I thought, was getting up in the morning and finds out that her dad is moving in.
0: Oh, oh, who knows? Who knows what time this is? Yeah, Hiram's moving uh, back in, and uh, he, despite, uh, you know, Veronica's hatred at the rightful hatred at this he makes an insane call which is well, do we want to talk about what this is really about, Veronica?
1: Is it about all the crime you did, the time you tried to murder my boyfriend because he, I made you vaguely annoyed?
0: Nah, Veronica. What, what we should say what this is really about
1: is it the time when you tried to kill Luke Perry Andrews when you framed my mother.
0: Mm, no, what well, this is really, really worried about what you're what this really is about Veronica. when you made that
1: insane quarantine for no reason whatsoever.
0: No, no. We we should talk about what this is really, really, really about, Veronica. What, Dad? You're jealous of hermosa. At which point, Veronica goes, Wah, ha, no, nah, me, wah, no, nah, huh? Which I'm obviously exaggerating, but it's not that far off from what he actually get from Veronica.
1: So it turns out.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's just about Veronica again. It's this, just Veronica being selfish.
1: Despite the fact that there was not a single inkling. Until this scene, that Veronica felt anything but annoyance that this woman kept insisting that Hiram was good and helping him.
0: (laughs) Nah, maybe Veronica's just jealous of her. Now you may be thinking, hey, just Hiram being Hiram. Well, we'll check in on this again.
1: But first... Over at Riverdale High, Jughead finds a Forsyth-Jones Sr. story that was written under a pseudonym. It's very clever.
0: Oh, it's uh, it's amazingly clever. Um... I don't I, think we
1: should spoil it. I think you should go watch it because this is the it. one highlight of this episode. And I, and I,
0: and I will say like you, you be once again you think of oh, it's Jughead doing a leap. But no, this is like if you if you think of the fact that this is grandfather, there's anyone who would decipher this? It should be someone in the family line. I love this by the way. I love this storyline. I love this whole Jughead deciphering this thing and this whole grandfather stuff. This is what I am in for when you talk about like mystery. And if you want to talk about like making Riverdale into like a, a, sexy t- a sexy teen mystery. Sexy mystery is them figuring out the secret, the dirty secret behind the Hardy Boys. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so years before uh, the first Hardy Boys novel came out, the secret of the old windmill, there was something written in the Riverdale High mm-hmm. Literature Magazine.
1: And there's like a character who is the next door neighbor of the Hardy Boys, and she has the
0: same name in this. And some of the names are super similar, but the writing style is the exact same. Hmm, mm. mm, chance, mm. there is a mystery in here. Uh, there's another mystery as well for Betty. It's an old so-
1: mystery that is coming back up.
0: Betty gets home, and there's Alice there. And, and there's, there's Chick- Charles. Charles. And as we will eventually learn, there is FP standing off camera. <laughs> until we need him. <laughs> until we need him. Just standing, in a, just standing in a dark corner, waiting until someone draws attention to him. But the reason that Charles is there is because, well, Betty went to go talk to Chick. And Chick decided to take this as an opportunity to flip on all of them.
1: So he called the FBI.
0: Yes. he <laughs>
1: told them that the Shady Man, because that's what we're calling that character forevermore. That's the forevermore, only name
0: he ever got.
1: The Shady Man was killed by Alice Cooper. Yeah. And then the body was disposed of. And he can tell the FBI where the body is. He can tell the FBI everything.
0: Oh no. Uh <laughs> whatever happened to the shady man's like girlfriend? They paid her off? She's gone. She is gone. She's not dead though.
1: No, she just was she's, done. Yeah,
0: she's in the wind. Yeah. Okay. Um anyway, so Oh, now they got to deal with that. That's getting all brought up. Well, Charles and FP, who has stepped out of the shadowy corner.
1: Charles is going to take the lead as an FBI agent, and the local sheriff's going to cooperate with him, and they're going to go look where Charles said the body was deposited.
0: Ooh. 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 So the Foot Clan has moved to the gym now.
1: They love their burger and video game party. But, oh, no. In comes Reggie, and he's going to tell Archie what's going on.
0: (laughs) Because, of course, Dodger... Has shown up. I've just been like, "Hey, where are all my Foot Clan ninjas?"
1: <laughs> and so Archie goes outside, and Dodger has somehow found a bent-up length of not metal pipe. It's just like it's,
0: it's it it's definitely is like some form of like metal. It's like a metal dowel. <laughs> it's it was what I first thought was a weird stick. <laughs> He just picked up a weird stick. But no, it's like some sort of metal pole that they hit another metal pole with. And I've got so affixed on this strange weapon choice this man has. Like, he could have picked a tire iron.
1: And we do know that he has those. We also know that he has a gun. No,
0: but no, instead, he comes up and just be like, hey, Archie, I found a weird stick.
1: And I'm just going to say, Riverdale, I'm tired of grown men trying to murder teenage boys. Oh, yeah.
0: Dodger uh, is backed up by about six other full-grown 30-year-old adults.
1: Who are very happy to come and beat up some 17-year-olds, because that's a thing that grown men like to do. I mean, it's a turf war, I get it, but But (laughs) we've done the storyline before. The serpents wanted to beat up the teenagers. The ghoulies wanted to beat up the teenagers. The gargoyles wanted to beat up the teenagers. Now, to be fair...
0: Most of the at the time when we saw this happen, most of the serpents who wanted to beat up them were also teenagers. Also, the ghoulies were mostly teenagers. no, they
1: were grown men because they were in line with penny peabody. There was
0: one teenager. <laughs>
1: The leader was a man. No, no, the
0: ghoulies were because the ghoulies got, went to high school eventually. No, the gargoyles in high school. Yeah. The ghoulies, I thought there was one teenager ghoulie.
1: No, the ghoulies did the car race. I thought the
0: ghoulies became the gargoyles. So that means the gargoyles. They said they did, but. But if the ghoulies are the gargoyles, that means the gargoyles were teenagers and all the teens from the ghoulies became the gargoyles. I
1: just can't the, even. The difference
0: is that Dodgers gang, um, other than all the the, the the boys that they. Who are just drug runners. You Who know, are just drug runners. Are full grown adults, um, and I Who guess are
1: threatened by this teenage boy.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that they should. That the oh man, these criminal adults should know better. What I'm saying is. This seems like a very easy thing for these criminal adults to deal with.
1: Yeah, they're teenagers who have a club.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this seems like a very uneven power level in the favor of the full-grown adults with guns.
1: But don't worry, they are not there to murder some boys. They are there so that Dodger can say to Archie, I know you're Batman. <laughs>
0: yeah, Dodger made a very... like, oh, Well, there's only one person who's ever threatened me, and he's a very <laughs> buff boy. So I guess he's probably this... Like, I wish they had a name for him because they just keep calling him the Black Hood, and I don't think that's a. I, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, and that's not a fair. That's like being like, ah, uh, this uh, this guy he he goes by John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> they they call him the B. Uh, I can't remember the B T B T K B T K. Yeah, B T K. They call him the B T K killer. <laughs> He's the hero of this town. Like, come on. <sighs> So yeah, he essentially threatens Archie, and then Veronica's there to back him up, I suppose, by and- calling FP. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and Dodger's like, "Hey, you've got to get the police involved.
0: I'm just a grown man threatening a boy." Besides, uh, FP's busy. See, he he and Charles returned from moving that body
1: what was left of it and it's all good everything's good alice thinks charles betty thinks charles forgiveness is all
0: around now charles is part of the family since he helped hide that corpse not not when he brought alice back
1: no no that's how you become a cooper jones smith also betty brought alice back
0: that's true he tried Right, uh Jughead in a better storyline confronts Dupont about his about his grandfather's story.
1: And this is a very idealistic teenage way of dealing with this problem where he's like if I just tell someone the truth will come out.
0: Yeah, I mean he should have just went immediately to the press.
1: But he did not. He uses so many literary terms to explain why he's right and they were very on site. <laughs> and,
0: and Dupont
1: loses he, his mind. Uh,
0: a very <laughs> Yes, as as like innocent men are wont to do, starts threatening this boy repeatedly. He calls he he calls his father a vagabond, which is just completely incorrect. Which once again really 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 drives home the fact that these writers are just like, well, how does how does this
1: how does a rich person how talk? how does this
0: rich um, literary man talk? Well, he uses he uses. Big Big words.
1: He calls Riverdale high third rate. He says, you think I'm a thief? Your father's a thief. And (laughs) Juckett's like, okay. What? I mean, at one time.
0: I don't think he's ever stolen anything. That's why he calls him a vagabond. That's when.
1: For the record, FP did steal construction equipment from Luke Perry Andrews. That's That's how they stopped being friends. You're right.
0: That is how they stopped being friends. Uh... (laughs)
1: Anyway, he goes, how dare you tear down the Hardy Boys? They built Stonewall Prep. Stonewall
0: Prep was built by the Hardy Boys. And I'm like, really? Your prestigious school was built by this one YA series. That you wrote after
1: you went there.
0: Nothing against YA, obviously. YA is a great thing. But this school has set up that it is like the Salinger School.
1: So... DuPont stands up and he looms over Jughead and he's like, you're lucky I don't take you to the headmaster and get you kicked out for your lies.
0: Cool, dude. Sounding super innocent.
1: Jughead's like, I mean, uh, if I get kicked out, that's fine. (laughs)
0: All right. Let's learn more about the past and shatter this timeline a little bit more. It's not broken enough as is. So I just want to like
1: peel back the curtain. When I write my notes, I use acronyms or like initials. Yeah. It's really challenging when it comes to the lodges.
0: H L H L H L and V L.
1: So Hiram is H L. Yeah. Hermione is H. <laughs> and Hermosa is H L Junior. Well, and so I keep forgetting her
0: name. Well, Hermosa arrives at uh, Pops to talk to Veronica and to try to make Veronica see that, <laughs> I guess Hiram's not a bad guy.
1: So. This 35-year-old... Like, I'm sorry. This woman looks in her mid-30s. She looks older than I do, yeah?
0: So I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. The actress mm-hmm. um, is uh, born in 1989, which She's makes her... She's younger than me? So that makes her about 30. Um, th- I oh. mean, here's the thing. They, they, they doll her up like a... like
1: Her styling and her makeup does age her i yeah, think
0: it is a style and i guess it's a, a stylistic, stylistic choice. thing uh, but that so i mean we they don't tell us what age she's playing so we might as well assume she is about 30.
1: so that means that hiram would have had her when we, he we was... have
0: not explained this oh right okay <laughs> so so apparently hiram at some point as aaron said not explained to us went down to miami where he owned a bunch of clubs <laughs>
1: And he met Hermosa's mother, who was a singer at one of his clubs.
0: Yeah, and then they they had sex. And they had a <laughs>
1: fling, and she got pregnant. And because like, "Oh!" And then he abandoned her. And she says, "No." He, he took he took care of her until she died.
0: Now I'm assuming she did not die a natural death. Um, I'm also going to say, like, yes, he did really. He, I mean, you're right. He did not financially abandon her. But he did definitely leave and go raise Veronica. (laughs) Veronica.
1: However, if this woman is playing 30, Veronica is 12 years younger than her?
0: So maybe spent 12 years. (laughs) But also... So he still did abandon Hermosa, (laughs) though. Well, also, Hermione had no idea about Hermosa, which means he did not live for 12 years in Miami. No, no. This- I'm saying that this girl is making a lot of, she's making more excuses than Veronica does for her dad. Anyway, that- that's Hermosa being like, yeah, well, now that I told you that, and you- and beforehand, Veronica was like, there's nothing you could tell me about my dad that would surprise me. Maybe you feel different about our father.
1: He and your mother are having a vow renewal tomorrow, and he hopes you will come. So,
0: once again, I'm so upset. Veronica's storyline is, is my dad bad? And it's
1: yes, like, Yes, Veronica. Veronica. People can, bad people can do good things sometimes. And
0: if that was the route that they were taking, is Veronica learning that not everything is black and white, that things are complex, that bad people do good things and good people do bad things, that would be a cool thing for someone to learn. But it's never that. It's her being like...
1: But is my dad bad? Is my dad bad? <laughs> and like she's already learned that bad people can do good things when he gave Archie a gym.
0: Yeah, yeah, but no... Is her dad bad? Now it's... No, but that's Archie's gym now. That's true. (laughs) It's no longer her father's. She cannot legally connect to him anymore.
1: And so that means her mind cannot make a connection.
0: Uh, Let's let's check back in with Cheryl's um, aunt, Cricket, and uncle... Bothwell? Bedford. Bedford. Their first names are Cricket and Bedford. Cool. Cool.
1: Veronica... (laughs)
0: I didn't expect that to come out. <laughs> so 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 they berate Bragg and be like, there's clearly something in the chapel. It is locked and you freak out when we talk about it. Something is very unwell with you, Cheryl. It's it's also just padlocked. Like it's not sealed shut.
1: So they are going to have her declared mentally unfit. Yeah,
0: they, they say, like, ah, oh, we knew that you were, um, you... You yes, were crazy. You were crazy. We knew this. and Once we prove it, we'll sell everything. I'm like, so wait, are they driving her? Are they... Is this also,
1: involved? how is she the owner of all of this? Would not technically still Nana Rose?
0: Mm, no, as far, I, maybe the Blossoms took a take a little bit of business advice from the Lodges.
1: Oh, and she's on all the
0: paperwork. <laughs> and they're like, oh, here's what you need to do, Clifford. You need to take your daughter, <laughs> and you need to give her a third of your company. <laughs> that way, they can't get you. Who? Them. <laughs>
1: Well, it turns out there isn't them going after her, so...
0: (laughs) So, I'm trying to figure out if they're trying to drive her mad. It doesn't seem like that's what they're trying to do. Though
1: I am wondering, who is moving that doll around? Who's trying to drive her mad? Is it her? Is Is she doing it to herself?
0: Oh, my God. Is that going to be the reveal that she's like, oh, it turns out it's just me because she has Julian inside her. Remember, this is canonical with Sabrina. (laughs)
1: In a better TV show, Jughead tells Chipping what he discovered, and Chipping believes him and agrees to
0: help because he is a good teacher, yeah, and it was like, oh, good job, Chipping. Thank you for being a good guy for like not to, for showing that not every hu- every adult in the show is absolute trash.
1: We lost Luke Perry Andrews, but we have you, our new hero. Uh.
0: <laughs> Alright, Archie arrives home and finds the, the finds a black hood. Stabbed into his door. Like stabbed a good six inches. Like the fact that it's not poking that, that Bowie knife is not poking out the other side is insane. But do you know what's more insane?
1: Molly Ringwald <laughs> Andrews is sitting on the front couch reading
0: and did not hear it getting stabbed into someone, the door. Someone had to have taken a hammer and hit it in. Like <laughs> or, or, at least she was sitting there, and they just sort of thunk. And went. That's eh, probably nothing.
1: Yeah, just that dog roaming around.
0: But now Archie comes in. And he's like, "Oh, oh man, I, uh, man, you, you know, you know, that rec center I made. Oh, I made, made some enemies with it.
1: Mom, I made a mistake. There is a grown man who has a gang who is out to get me.
0: We need to leave." <laughs> the way he describes it makes it sound so dumb. He comes up and goes, "Mom, remember how I made a rec center?" A gang is after me. And just like, how did How did he go from A to B? <laughs> but he, he's not wrong. Nope. Nope. A car drives by, he grabs his mom, he throws her down, and we get one of the final scenes from that trailer.
1: Which is the house getting shot up in a drive-by.
0: Yeah, once again, full grown adults with guns.
1: Dumb, full-grown adults who are doing a drive-by at the house that is next door or Or across across the the
0: street from the sheriff's house. I mean, that's probably why they're willing to do it. They're like, but here's the thing. That house keeps moving. Like, (laughs) it it might not even be in this plane of existence today. Let's just go by very quickly. And hope for the best. It could be someone else's house. And as we learned, Dodger is apparently untouchable. But
1: first... Veronica goes into her dad's office in the apartment for reasons unknown, and there is Hermosa. And even worse, Veronica's creepy painting of Veronica has been replaced by an equally creepy painting of Hermosa.
0: And it was like, it just, he told me to put it in a place of honor, and I feel so... Touched that he would put it in this place. And to ver- I get things from Hermosa's perspective. She, as much as she denies it, she has been abandoned by Hiram. And as far as she she cares, her dad is back. So you know what? I don't pull it on her as much.
1: Although it is unclear if she put the painting there or if Hiram did. And if she did it, <laughs> that's a sketchy move.
0: I mean, it, it, it definitely is. A- I have no doubt that oh, no, she ver- is-
1: Veronica's painting is in the
0: secret speakeasy now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, anyway. I mean... So it's not a sketchy move because she did not take down Veronica's painting.
0: Oh, that's what she meant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, she put it up. Anyway, so Veronica is totally jealous of, of Hermosa and goes on this big rant where she's like, you know what? I was coming in here to tell you that I was going to go to my parents' stupid vow renewal, but, but you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know what else I'm not going to do? I'm not going to give up my place in the family. I'm not going to do that. This answers our question, Aaron. She did not change her last name, I suppose. <laughs> to
1: be fair to the better version of the storyline, which is what they're not doing, Veronica has been working very, very hard for an undetermined amount of time while her parents were in jail yeah. to like keep her livelihood going, yeah. which meant keeping Lodge Industries going. And now all of a sudden the grown-ups are back.
0: I don't know if she has been.
1: Well, she has been keeping at least Pop Tate's and the Secret Speakeasy busy Yeah, it's not like really
0: Lodge Industries, though. But she hasn't
1: been kicked out of her house. Like, Smithers is still being paid. Like, she has been working really, really hard. And suddenly the grown-ups are back. And she's being pushed out of everywhere. And that would be hard to grapple with as an 18-year-old who thinks you really held everything together while your parents
0: were in jail. I mean, I would agree with that if they showed us any view of her doing I that work. I think
1: they... Think they have,
0: but but like lodge industries is apparently this apparently a mafia thing. But apparently this huge thing. that I'm I'm not the things we're not clear enough on what that business does on the business end to know exactly what it is. All we know is the crime stuff, which she has not been doing.
1: Now I would like you to hear what I said, which was in the good version of the storyline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is not this version. This version is, I, I guess, I guess Veronica is jealous again and wants to. Did she change her last name?
1: Yeah, she changed it to the original name. So she
0: is, she is Veronica Luna. Yeah. But she will not give up her place in the Lodge family.
1: No, because she did all the work yeah but she only one person in this only one daughter in this family has done crime to support her father and that one child is veronica
0: yeah but but the entire entire storyline for the beginning of this season is she does not care her entire storyline was her divesting herself from her from From her family
1: father She,
0: mm. she has
1: very openly been willing to go to bat didn't she, say her she,
0: didn't she say she wasn't doing either? No, in, remember she gave a press conference. She said she wasn't going to do either. And then she did help her mother. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just the amount of times that she says something and then does something completely different the next episode is horrifying.
1: So the reason that Hiram is not here during this fight is because Archie has called him to the gym to ask him to help. And Hiram goes, oh, Archie. I can't do crime. You I hope, know, I never do crime. I hope you
0: aren't asking me to inflict the harm upon someone. I can never do that. And it's annoyingly smug.
1: And Archie's just kind of like. But, you know, family is so important, and also Dodger is slippery. FP keeps trying to catch him, but he can't find any evidence on him.
0: Oh, yeah. When they rolled the um, the arcade, they found drugs on, like, all the kids, I guess, for just hanging out with drugs. But they couldn't tie it to Dodger. So I guess Dodger doesn't own the arcade, or at least owns it under a pseudonym. Hard, hard to say. Hard to say.
1: Things are going to move fast now.
0: Uh, Chipping comes into class, and she tries to start the class, but he's clearly, he's clearly like... You know, worried, and he's stuttering, and he's he doesn't know what you know what to do.
1: And he tells Jughead, "I am so sorry, I could not help you." And then he jumps out of the window, and, and none I, of the Power Rangers move to help.
0: Yeah, Jughead runs to the window, looks back, and
1: not a Power Ranger has a, moved. Not a Power
0: Ranger. I mean, I'm not surprised about Brett, but I mean, come on,
1: Trini, Trini, Zach,
0: Zack. Donna, whose name we know. <laughs> we have a name for. <laughs> we have a name for. Also, I just learned that this that this uh <laughs> that this is off the second floor, which makes me confused about those bushes. <laughs> I guess those are trees.
1: Could be any floor. <laughs> this could be the fourth floor. They're the tops of trees.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> I, I did not realize that this was that high up in the building. I thought it was. I thought it was way down.
1: Meanwhile, over at the Blossom Factory. The uncle has gone into the chapel in the middle of the night.
0: (laughs) Because of course he did. Your security was something that he could cut with a bolt cutter that you can buy from a hardware store. And
1: he has found that corpse. And he says, Cheryl, you're going away for a long time. And they
0: start throwing some teeth around. Yeah. He
1: throws Tony to the ground, he throws Cheryl against the wall and then starts to choke her. He starts
0: he starts threatening her way more than he like he threatens her in the way like if this was a WWE match I'm like, oh, he's waiting for someone to attack him and they're taking too long to hit their spots. So he's just making so things he, up. So he's just improving in Cheryl's face, being like, I should be hit by now. Someone should be hitting me. Kunk. There it is.
1: Tony does a murder.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I figure he's probably full dead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, here's a horrifying reveal. Meanwhile, 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 (sighs) Charles, no, wait, we see Chick Chick first. first. He's talking to someone on the prison phone and he says, how did it go? And the someone is Charles.
0: Yeah, so I guess Charles and Chick are a couple. Are a couple and they're doing something. I don't, I don't like this. A lot, and there's a lot of things I don't like about Riverdale. I don't like this specifically it's not good it's not good I it think makes no sense it, ma- it makes no sense why he would come back, why he's involved. why he would disappear the night after like i don't I don't get it, and I don't like it and if you explain it to me, I'm sure I will like it less
1: the next day
0: the aunt starts looking for Bedford. Bedford isn't around
1: Cheryl says. Get out forever.
0: Uh, Reggie and Archie head on up to the, uh, the 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 rec center. I keep calling it the gym, but I guess they call it, they call it a rec center.
1: And they find a bloody carpet that has something wrapped up in it. And I'm
0: like, oh, that's Dodger. Then he opens up, and ah, oh, that's Dodger.
1: He calls F. Archie calls FP, and his face kind of moves. So Dodger is not dead. Yep. But he's definitely been beaten up by Hiram.
0: Yep. And then we go back to the to the Power Rangers class, and they all have, like, concepts of what's going on. Brent has the best concept, which is that he's like, yeah, I hear we don't have to take the class anymore. We all get 4.0 GPAs.
1: And in that moment, I love
0: Brent. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that is what you think. You're, you're, the, you're the kind of guy who's like, yeah, when your roommate commits suicide, you get 4.0 GPAs. Um but Maybe no. that's why he made Moose leave. But No, everyone else is like, oh, no, our writer's going to be this person. It's going to be Ian, uh, Ian McGraw. I can't remember his <laughs> name. Um, it's gonna be, they just some literary writers. Yeah,
1: Celesting uh Ian McEwan. Ian
0: McEwan, that's who it is. He's the one who wrote a sci-fi book and then insulted the entire sci-fi genre.
1: <laughs> but he did write Atonement, and that was a good
0: uh, book. Because this is not the sci-fi book that everyone else thinks it is. This is a, this is a good one. Anyway, it's none of them because... They're not
1: going to pay for another actor when they've already paid someone this episode. And who do
0: they pay? Ah, it's DuPont. Who introduces himself like he's never met the Power Rangers before.
1: (laughs) He's like, oh, I hear you're a very talented young group of authors. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you saw us like three days
1: ago. You gave us an assignment. (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) What? Don't act like you've never (laughs) seen us before. Don't do this for Jugheads.
1: Jughead knows too. (laughs) He's also doing the assignment,
0: and that is—boy, is that the episode!
1: So now we know all the new storylines, <laughs> and
0: most of them are bad.
1: I don't know who we're supposed to root for. I don't know who the heroes and villains are, other than Hiram. Because... I don't even—I
0: don't even think I know who the protagonists are.
1: Because <laughs> it used to be Betty, but now Archie. But now it's still kind of Betty because Charles there... is. Can there only be one competent teen at a time?
0: And now it's Jughead? Oh. It's Archie. It's Archie, yeah, you're right.
1: Jughead's Maybe. a detective.
0: Are they switching up roles? Now Betty is Archie?
1: Betty's dumb.
0: I, I, Veronica's
1: still Veronica. Yeah,
0: Veronica and Cheryl are still the same. It's noteworthy that Veronica and Cheryl interact with other people the least. In fact, most of these t- teens just don't interact with each other. I miss when they shared storylines. The only ones who do that is Betty and Jughead.
1: Maybe they'll all be in a musical again soon and it will last for a single episode.
0: So, Aaron, Yes, Kevin. Without this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did
1: I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic solved all of their problems by getting free arcade games and free pop-tates?
0: Now, my goal for you for this one, I know you probably already picked one out. Try not to pick one that is a specific story that is an important <laughs> plot point try not to pick a plot point
1: try not to pick a plot point i know it's real hard oh no i've got one and yeah. it's not a plot point it is explicitly not a plot point and it is the fact that uh booth 11
0: sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah booth 11 sucks which they set up as kind of a joke and then they follow up on it. Immediately and never follow
1: through with it. So we never get to see Hiram and Hermosa in in Booth 11. Why does it suck? What's wrong with it?
0: I thought it was the one like underneath Veronica's portrait. But why would Veronica say that one sucks? She's like, ah, oh, it sucks. You can't see my face straight on.
1: So uh, that moment made no logical sense and was not even very interesting. It was literally just to enhance more drama. Yeah. Kevin, did you find ACW
0: moment that is not a plot point? I picked I I picked three incredibly small ones that are have the same theme, which is phantasmagorium, <laughs> constable and vagabond. <laughs> Words that are not the word you meant to use. Well, I mean phanta- ph- phantasmagorium does mean does, that. Does does work and constable does work. The fact that Cheryl, a 17-year-old girl from the Pacific Northeast um <laughs> would say them upsets me, uh, because she does not talk, like, it doesn't make sense how she got that language. I said that before. Um, And then Vagabond is just not what Jugga's dad was. And if DuPont, I mean, oh, hey, I guess DuPont is not a very good writer. True, for he did not start his series. Oh my god, I would love if his speech was just full of him misusing words. That would be (laughs) so great if he was like, oh, you... I don't stand over there all bemused and they're like oh, you, know, you know that actually means confused right and he's like no
1: no it means that you're enjoying my it speech means you're amused you're enjoying my speech for you are bemused by it no. and they're like now we are bemused
0: no, no. <laughs> no I am bemused what's going on here yeah his dad's not a vagabond he has a home he doesn't try his dad his dad's never left Riverdale
1: no, even when Jughead had no home, FP still FP had, a, had home. a home.
0: Jughead was more of a vagabond than FP does. And Gladys
1: na- was certainly a vagabond. And, th- and
0: the only time he ever met FP is when he's the sheriff. He has a job he, and a home.
1: He, in fact, has never met FP, for FP refused to oh, come to that true. party.
0: That's true, but he has to know that his dad's the sheriff of the town he lives in, right?
1: I mean, you'd think you'd read a newspaper <laughs> article from Hiram's paper or see an Alice Cooper news <laughs> moment. Yeah. Report.
0: Yeah. See, that's my CW moment is just those three, those three, like, $2 words.
1: Because, you know, I was going to pick the chic flipping on the Shady Man thing. Then I was like, oh, I guess that sort of does something. I just don't like what it does. And I guess
0: for some reason Charles told him to flip on them at that moment. The reason I feel like, Charles heard it from Chic, I guess, then why wouldn't ch Char- 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 I like to point out that Cheek's, lap- end- the end of Cheek's storyline had nothing to do with Betty. He would just w- became. For-
1: he fell in love with Penelope, didn't he? He's a replacement Jason. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, I would. (laughs) That would be very. We fell in love. I think he became a surrogate child for. I really thought they were having sex. Who knows? There's no way to know. I mean, uh, there's (laughs) There's no way to to know. There's no way to know which of the Blossoms are having sex with each other. Uh, They're really into incest. Uh,
1: (laughs) I want to say again on that note people having sex with people. I am not okay with the Hiram and Hermione storyline. Hear me. Yeah. We usually say don't change things because of what we say. Change this thing. Yeah, man. It made me really uncomfortable,
0: Kevin. Man, the, uh, well, and also just the insanity that they do with Hermione's character. The amount that they flip between her being a strong, independent woman and being like, oh man, she's just trapped under the thumb of Hiram.
1: Remember when she told Veronica how mafia malls have to use their wiles and guiles to achieve nonsense
0: yeah so we we spoke at the beginning very quickly about um about people acting out of character and i would almost say that none of these people are acting out of character because they do such a bad job of setting up some people's characters could you tell me what hermione's character is exactly
1: (laughs) so really the only people who are acting out of character then are archie and Betty. Yeah. Cuz they switch characters.
0: They they switch characters. Veronica's only character has has ever been is I think about me and is my dad bad? And in this episode she is both I only think about me and is my dad bad.
1: Cheryl is spiraling into insanity more and more, and the two times she has tried to get psychiatric help have not been great.
0: They've stripped Tony's character away from her, and now she's just sort of like a backdrop for Cheryl's. Man, after she murdered Bedford, she should really think about leaving Cheryl, because being with Cheryl has caused her to live in a house with a corpse that she is weirdly (laughs) okay with and kill a man, which she she might have done before. She's part of a gang. And she also has two
1: children now.
0: She also has two children now.
1: (laughs) You know who I miss? Sweet pea,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe Sweet pea and the rest of the Pretty Boys is just like, hey, do you want to do our own gag?
1: Maybe we're not on the show anymore. Oh, that man. sounds
0: good. The serpent—we haven't seen a serpent the whole season.
1: And where's—I mean, Fangs was in the farm. Is he back? Is he back in school?
0: I mean, I, I assume all the farmer, the farmies, are getting deprogrammed, like Polly is. Mm. You know um, who
1: else needs deprogrammed? Depro- Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl needs to go to a good institute that will help her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, this this, uh, this show is not nice to psychiatric institutes. I really hope the one Polly's at currently is not going to be revealed to be some sort of secret <sighs> society.
1: At least now we know who was calling Betty on Halloween. It was Chick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, wait. No, how Yeah. Was that? Oh, I guess he- Because
1: Betty didn't trace the call. Charles yeah, did. He,
0: he, he just lied to her about where he got the call from. Yeah. There we go times
1: on riverdale high. Well,
0: as we said, that was one of our longer ones. Of course, I don't I don't think there's anything I can cut out of that really.
1: It so. was so much so there and was, so little.
0: So, man, yeah, there was a lot this episode. So, hey, if you watch it and you thought there was a lot and you want to talk to us about it,
1: please do that.
0: You can send us I, an email. I am exhausted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to wash my hair and meal prep tonight and none of those things are going to happen. Yeah. Riverdale broke me.
0: So, yeah, you can, as Aaron was saying, you get us on social media.
1: Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA. Or if your thoughts are long, Moa at gmail.com.
0: Yep. And, you know, give us a review, rating, description on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you happen to find us.
1: Make this podcast where we tell the truth. The truth about <laughs> Riverdale. Shoot
0: to number one, Riverdale. I know that as Riverdale goes along, there are more... And And more more and more people talking about Riverdale, but hey, we were here first, I think. There actually is no research on that. I just assume so, because our first episode came out- Was (laughs)
1: before the show started. Before the show
0: started. We hung hung our hat on this before it became a full thing.
1: We hitched our cart to a horse, and luckily it was a big, strong horse. We hitched
0: our cart to a fowl, and then it became a horse
1: full (laughs) not a fowl a fowl's a bird we hitched our cart to a turkey and then the turkey turned into
0: a bull oh that makes that makes so much sense we hitched our horse god we hitched our horse we have to leave we'll see you next week (laughs) goodbye What are Cheek and Charles up to?
1: What happened to Dodger?
0: Is there a process for turning your name back to Lodge?
1: For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A
0: teen drama fan cast?